0: drank that much hunch punch, she had that much sex, and in the middle of that, they would have burned down a building. (laughs) 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 We would have have been at the McDonald's drive-thru. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack podcast. We are so excited to have everybody with us this week. I feel like we have some new listeners because Icebreaker was so popular, so it brought some people to us. So if you're new here, hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Em. And we didn't ask me anything on our Instagram story yesterday. So hopefully if you don't know us, you'll get to know us this week as we talk about Scream for Us by Molly Doyle. I still don't really know what we read. <laughs> I texted Emily and I said, What the fuck did I just read? I <laughs> know I remember when I finished, I texted out. I was like, have you started yet? And you're she was like, Oh, should we do it for the pod? I was like, Yes, but I didn't know your opinions on it because I like finished it and I was like, what did I just spend the last hour doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm it was quick, it was easy, it was dirty. But I, I have more questions than answers, I feel like. <laughs> I could not have predicted any chapter whatsoever. <laughs> like, yeah, I just... Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. We get one random one random point of view from the guy. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> Anyways, so we have a lot of thoughts about this week's book. But before we get into it, Em, how are you? Yeah, so... So I talked to a man in public. So not on the dating apps, nothing. Talked to a man in public. It's a huge milestone. The proposal will be soon. And this is not the gym crush that we've been talking about either. So we went to our local like pizza place after the game, just him and I, and they had trivia night happening. So there was like a table right next to us of like a group like, I thought they were cute guys. And there was a question that came on, and it was a hockey question. So, of course, it was my time to shine. And the question was, like, what MLB team and NHL team share a name? Rangers, like Texas Rangers, New York Rangers. Mm. And so me and David got there late, though so we weren't playing. And I was like, it's the Rangers. And he was like, your seat is right here. If you want it to be, you can join our team. And I was like... <laughs> Emily that was an opening did you fill the opening opening. yeah we joined their table and unfortunately I could not help in any other question (laughs) He was googling shit on his phone so he was no help but yeah I talked to a man in public so um I don't know his like his number or anything but it was fun why didn't you get his number because I feel like he should have offered his number no no it's 2022 you should ask him for his number but I think we're gonna like start off making it like a weekend thing so if he is there then I'll get his number this time okay I'll allow it that's exciting though we love we love flirty M, flirty M out in the world I know well i prowl. proud how are you doing I am good we moved into our house over the weekend. So I have like, I couldn't even find a brush this morning. Like I have no idea where anything is. I have nothing in order. I literally am in an empty room with like my computer and my desk because I work from home. So, you know, I'm going to be in sheer chaos for probably the next three to four weeks. Maybe it takes forever. It really does. It does. And it's like, Seth, people that are in relationships or married that are listening to this, I am the primary runner of the household in my relationship. Seth popped off and decided that he wanted to be the one in charge of the moving situation, which was cute in theory, but now in practice, I don't know where fucking anything is. We're like living in two houses, basically. So I will no longer be allowing him to make executive decisions. (laughs) But other than that, I'm good. I'm crazy, but I'm good. So we are thriving over this week, so. Thriving and surviving. us. <laughs> Before we get in to scream for us, because it is a roller coaster, we're gonna get into our "Ask Us Anything" in honor of 26 weeks of Spice rack Pod. So, if you are new here, welcome! Um, thank you for listening, and if you've been with us since week one, we really appreciate you guys and um all like the sweet messages and stuff. Just like this podcast brings us so much joy making it, so we're really glad that it also brings you guys joy. And so getting into the first question, this is a good one. If you could pick any book character to be a wingman, who are you picking? Okay, when you think wingman, do you think, like, wingwoman, too? Or do you think it specifically has to be a guy? I think I'm also being wingwoman. Who are you picking? I'm picking Elliot Miles from the Casanova. So it was book three, Miles High series. I think that if he could have a job that's not being a billionaire in a company, it would be a professional wingman. I think I'm going to pick Kinzo from Ooh. Gen of Vipers. That's a good one. I think so too. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay. This next one is also a good one. Top five book boyfriends of all time. Okay, mine are Okay. I have Nathan Hawkins. Wait. You <laughs> <laughs> both have Nate Hawkins. So I have Nate Hawkins from The Icebreaker. We love clearly obsessed still so living rent-free in our heads. I have Brandon Fox, Ride Archer from The Ritual, Aiden Gray's from The Wall of Winnipeg and Me, and then Christian Harper from Twisted Lies. All right. I have five three two of them are supernatural who's surprised so I have Nate Hawkins obviously from Icebreaker <laughs> I have Vicious Spencer from Vicious by LJ Shen um Dom from the Raven Hood trilogy Rise and if y'all didn't know that this was coming from A Court of Thorns and Roses and then also Ryder Draconis from The Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac so those are only two only two were fantasy creatures Okay, what are your top five books? I'm assuming this is of all time. I can't pick five, so I put six. I did. Where the Crawdads Sink, and it's why I, re- I refuse to see the movie. I refuse to, because apparently it's just, it's just not it. And then I have A Love Letter to Whiskey, The Finish Line, The Last Book of the Ravenhood Trilogy, all Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover, Sinner by Sierra Simone, and then Icebreaker. So I, I just couldn't knock one off the list. So I put six. That's one a your really good ones? list. Okay, so my two, like, non-smutty, non-current time period of my life reads. Um, the first one is I'll Give You the Sun. It's a YA. And then the second is Know My so Name good. by Chanel Miller, which is, like, her story. She was sexually assaulted by Brock Turner. Highly recommend. It's very heavy. I think (laughs) that's two. Um, A Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second in the ACOTAR series. And then I'm just going to go ahead and say A Court of Wings and Ruin, which is the third one in the ACOTAR series. So they take up um, (laughs) number one and two in my heart. And then the last one is hard because I have so many... Like five-star rom-coms that I can think of off the top of my head. Ugh. So many. Yeah, because you're a big Tessa fan. I know. I have to do it. I mean, it has to be a Tessa Bailey. I'll say this is tough. I mean, it's going to be her reverse harem. I can feel that. I'm Maybe <laughs> I'll save it. that's <laughs> fine. Maybe it happened one summer, the first one that's like a classic. It makes you feel good. It's a solid list. Thank you. Okay. This this is a funny one. So what is the first romance you've ever read? First ever romance I probably I ever read is probably the hunger games. Cause I think I read the hunger games before I read twilight, but I did read 50 shades of gray in high school. So I feel like that was indicative of where I was going in life. What about you? Okay, so if we're talking about like OG romance, then it was Twilight. But what got me back into reading and smut and stuff was Only Us, which is the first book of the Bergman Brothers series. But Twilight was the first ever romance book. Yeah, I think I read. The Hunger Games before I read Twilight. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to Google those. I don't think stories. I ever read the Hunger Games. You never read the Hunger Games? No, I think I just saw the movies. I'm upset. I'm so upset with you. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse than not ever seeing the Vampire Diaries. I haven't decided which <laughs> <get> is <it> worse. <laughs> Okay. This is a really good question. What is the most cringe book that you still enjoyed? So naturally I can't make a decision. So I picked two. So the first one is roomies by Christina Lauren. And the second one is those three little words, Megan Quinn, both were like very like cringe, but I just, I enjoyed it and just couldn't put it down. What about you? mine is absolutely punk 57 by penelope <laughs> douglas if you're new here a core thing about me is that i am a penelope douglas hater <laughs> and so but i did kind of like punk 57 like i enjoyed it but it was not good um i know so you don't like penelope douglas but anybody on who listens to us because i feel like this series is up my alley night series It is by Penelope Douglas. After reading Credence, I have yet to read anything by her. But if you read the Devil's Night series and you enjoyed it, let me know. Because it's like five to seven books. It's going to be like an investment if I start reading the first one. But apparently it's like super dark, possessive, alpha males, lots of triggers. So if you recommend it, let me know. Because I think I might want to dive into it. I so badly want to read the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse series. But I cannot, I will, I refuse. I refuse to read Penelope Douglas. And so I want <laughs> to, but I cannot find it within my heart to read anything else by that author. I refuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I like, am at the point, like I have so many books on my TBR that I'm like, I can add them. But like, there's other stuff I would like to read first. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going there. I'm not going to put myself through that misery. I just <laughs> do it and if Penelope Douglas is your favorite author I'm sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay this one's a little bit hard to think of but what are that names that give you the ick I am not a baby person that is not for me I don't mind a babe I'm just not a I'm not a fan of a baby that's pretty much it I, and we get this in this book, I'm not a fan of anything that starts with like little. Like little something just, and I don't like honey. I don't know what it is about honey. I like baby, but I'm not a honey fan. Oh, I'm a big honey fan. I call Seth honey all the time. You know, I just think of watching like a show where like the mom or like the stepmom is super condescending and she's like, oh, honey. I think that's why I don't like it, but those are my two icks. Yeah, I can do a honey. I don't want to be called hun. It's normally not by like a man. It's by like a mid-40s waitress. But like, I don't want to be called hun really. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. This is, a this is one. fun. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill with tropes. Enemies to lovers, marriage of convenience, brother's best friend. This might come to a shock for some people when I say mine, but let me, let me explain why. I'm marrying enemies to lovers, duh. I am fucking brother's best friend <laughs> and I'm killing marriage of convenience, which is, I know, which is surprising, but I'm killing marriage of convenience because a lot of time enemies to lovers starts out as marriage of convenience. So those two are combined and I eat up a brother's best friend. I really do. After Jude, I just... It holds a special place in my heart. So that's my fuck, Mary kill with tropes. What about you? I cannot believe that you killed marriage of convenience. Who are you? I know, but like, I'm just like critically thinking that half the enemies to lovers is because marriage of convenience and their enemies. I know who submitted this question, did it on purpose to try and trip you up with marriage of convenience. Because I'm killing marriage of convenience. That's a shock to no one. No one is surprised that I'm killing marriage of convenience. (laughs) I am marrying brother's best friend because it feels a little sweeter. It feels a little more like a marriage. And I'm fucking enemies to lovers several times. I'm going several rounds with enemies (laughs) to lovers. That's my plan. You see, I used to not like the brother's best friend trope. I really didn't. But it really has like, got like a soft spot in my heart I remember when we started this podcast you were not a fan of brother's best friend I've always been a fan of her yeah so now I because like me realistically that will never happen with me but I'd like have like grown to like it like the more books I read I'm really thinking about the five books that I gave as my top five and I don't really know <laughs> how comfortable I feel with that list I might have to revise it at a later time and come back to it Okay. Well, as you all know, I have been moving all weekend. I have not read a single thing. Thank God we read a novella this week and I could find an hour to crank it out. Still don't know what the fuck I read, but I did read it. So Scream for Us is the only thing that I have read in the past seven days. So Emily, this is your time to shine. So I'm continuing with the spooky season trend. So I finished Go Hex Yourself. And it was really cute, and it was a nice little slow burn with lots of tension. Like, they don't fuck until, like, 95% of the book. But when they do, it's hot as hell. Um, great spooky season read because, like, you get a lot of, like, magic and spells involved and, like, the hierarchy of, like, witchcraft, which I thought was pretty neat. So next, I finished Green for Us, which we're talking about today. And I'm currently deep into Layla. And in typical Colleen Hoover fashion, I'm whispering what the fuck constantly, and I have no idea how it's going to end. So it is paranormal, and I had no idea how the paranormal aspect was going to go, but it kind of reminds me of Verity, that same kind of creepy thriller vibe. So I cannot put it down. It is just so good. Is Layla YA? Okay, they, like, are constantly having sex. So you just don't details like what sex they're having, but I think like some of the things that's happening, it won't be YA, but I have to say that Leeds is getting up there and like one of the, like my least favorite Colleen Hoover boyfriends. Oh. So I don't know how it's going to turn around, but no, they're like constantly having sex. You're just not getting like details of the set. Okay. Okay. So there's tension and there is a relationship. You just don't get descriptions. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I have about a million books on my TBR. I don't know where I'm going next. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you, Judy, my mother-in-law got a Kindle. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, if you get a Kindle, you should have Kindle Unlimited. Like it'll be great. And so she, her Kindle comes in the mail and she says, romance books have changed quite a bit since when I was your age and I was like (gasps) she said we can have a family plan and I was like if we have a family plan oh no no he's gonna see everything that I read I was like I don't I don't think we can do that (laughs) there was this um I was reading before David's game and this mom came up and she loves Colleen Hoover and she's like so you're into that kind of books too and I was like this is so awkward. Like yes, girl, I am into those kind of books, and I do have a <laughs> podcast on it. But I'm currently in in like mom older sister mode, so please don't ask. Me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my book there I have my little sun cover. Roof. I'm like bending my book like this, so <laughs> nobody can see like how they're almost having sex in the airplane. But. Mm. Yep. Okay, well, I just wanted to share that Judy got a Kindle. And I was like, that's so good. She, she said romance books have changed a lot. And I said, Yeah, there's something for everyone, girl. <laughs> like you have at it. Molly Doyle's start is pretty like fun to me. So Molly Doyle's passion for writing began in her fifth grade English class. After turning into an online writing platform in 2013, her works have gained the attention of more than 43 million readers. When she is not binging Supernatural acting and hard-drinking wine fireplace, she is writing erotic romance novels. What a life! Books by Doyle include the Desire's duet in Order of the Unseen, and today we'll be discussing Scream for Us, which is the first book in the Order of the Unseen. Interesting. And today's dedication is fun, too. To anyone with a love for Halloween and men in masks. That's just such a fun dedication. <laughs> okay, getting into the plot. There's very minimal plot. This book, very minimal. But Quinn decided to put down the smut book she loves and leaves her sorority house for the town's biggest Halloween party. After drinking the strong party punch, we've all been there. Quinn starts dancing and enjoying herself when a man gets too grabby. The man doesn't get a chance farther when a hot stud and a ghost's ass crunches his face. Ghost and Quinn are immediately infatuated by each other, but little does Quinn know that the men in the Jason and Michael Myers mask are also infatuated by her. What we get is a few hours of a very seamy relationship between the four and include the masked men burning down a building full of Quinn's bullies. The masked men take us on a journey of hot sex and revenge that literally left us speechless. I... I'm amazed at the plot review that you were able to come up with. Story. <laughs> you said more than any character in this book ever says the entire 120. 120- <laughs> <laughs> I closed this book before I even posted it on my Instagram that I had read it, which is normally my usual ritual. I texted Emily and said, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of thoughts. I liked the spookiness. I mean, I'm into like the the mask. Potentially that could be fun. Not knowing what's behind the mask feels less fun. Feels like a risk. You know what I'm saying? It's a real gamble to fuck someone on Halloween wearing a mask you have no clue what they look like. So she gambled and she won. I also would love for a man that I've never met to gut someone because he hurt me several years ago—that's a fucking wild concept to me. That they just <laughs> killed three people and burned a house down because she was bullied a couple of years ago. Crazy. <laughs> I want to call Ghost Face Daddy. I'm not really a daddy girl. I texted this to Emily. I'm not really a daddy girl, <laughs> but, like I could be. <laughs> the little side trip on the motorcycles to run from the cops like are these men in a gang are these men in the mafia I really have a lot more questions than I do answers (laughs) and the whole time when she said that he had neck tattoos you already know what I was picturing in my head I was picturing the guy from good girls (laughs) Uh, get in the car Elizabeth that's who I was picturing and you know that I was so those are my my original collective thoughts I also am fucking cackling because they said that she was in a sorority and she like left for the sorority house to go to this party Emily <laughs> <I know. laughs> Emily can you imagine? The standards hearing you would get called in for if you were at a party and someone stabbed someone and <laughs> you left with them, you would be sent to standards so quickly. And how do you even respond to that standards call? Like, you're telling me nobody was on the call with the chapter president like, yo, Quinn just left <laughs> She's again. and they stabbed somebody. Like, that is where my head is at. This is a thing. Sav and I have had our fair share of going to sketchy Halloween parties, mainly together. That was the thing. It was okay because we did it together. Mm-hmm. And I really think if I left with the guy that somebody who just stopped somebody, Sav would be like, hey, okay, girl, I text them when you get <laughs> home. Like, he know, <laughs> you you get laid. This is the thing. Where were any of her sisters? Her sisters were like, peace? Like... Did you get home safe, girl? Like, what's happening? Like, he really took someone and, like, <laughs> Jesus stabbed them in the hall. <laughs> we aren't going to act like anyone was like, girl, you cannot leave with him. He just stabbed somebody in front of a room full of people. <laughs> and this is the thing, because they they fucked after the party. Was it even their house? <laughs> like, I just so confused that was definitely I think that they were at a frat house I think they were at a frat house they go to a room they fuck they fucking <laughs> get in the bathroom first of all how did you find an empty bathroom with no line at a fraternity Halloween party tell me that Quinn that's the question that I want answered like that if you don't know a brother you're not get, you're not using the rest of the whole night <laughs> You're like you're telling me you like, guys you're to like, name like, three brothers to get into the house. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> but this is like, nobody tried to fucking stop her. Well, I just would want her to clarify some questions that I have for her. Listen, I was reading this book at the, at the laundromat. <laughs> like, I was doing i was doing laundry at the coin laundry and when i finished i was like what the fuck did i just read but i loved it because i was so intrigued i would one i would like to know the timeline of events because quinn has stamina if she drank that much hunch punch and she's been able to have sex like nine times in a row I have questions. She drank that much hunch punch. She had that much sex. And in the middle of that, they would have burned down a building. We would have been at the McDonald's drive thru. Like, she didn't try to order Hungry Howies. <laughs> no, no cookout. Girl did not have an ounce of water. Girl. I think my worst Halloween story was okay, so I started like sleeping with somebody new. They were both Delta Sigs. Shocker. I woke up the next morning and I recognized I was at least, they live in the same neighborhood. I at least remembered I was, what neighborhood I was in. And they had both had the same color bed sheets. So I woke up, still in my Halloween costume, like, and then I rolled over and it was the wrong guy. So I think that's probably the worst Halloween story that I have. Halloween was a good I time. was not burning down, I was not burning down haunted houses with the like guy I met. No it wasn't, That's the thing. I've done some stupid fucking shit. I've never killed three people and burned down a building. <laughs> like that was an escalation. This, this is the thing. We can do the spice. So he is gutting somebody. There is blood everywhere. And Ghost looks to Quinn and is like, I have to fuck you. He is fucking her in the blood while fires are around. Ra- like, she literally blacks out because of the smoke inhalation. And he's still fucking the shit out of her in the blood of of her old bully. As much the blood as it is the fire, you're telling me there are flames around us. Like I couldn't focus. Truly, if I was fucking somebody and there was a fire, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> there's a fire!" <laughs> I know, like we concentrated. I'd be like, "We gotta go." The fact that his dick stayed hard in the midst of a fire, not natural. <laughs> It is not natural. And he was like, I have to have you now. And I was just like, the place is about to fucking collapse. Sirens are coming. Y'all gotta go. Like, I have to have you now is really hot if you're like in a parking garage or you just did something fun together or you did an adrenaline inducing activity that does not involve murder and arson. I have to have you now. In the midst of murder and burning down of a, a building, it feels a little rushed to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's I was like, how do we come from drinking a little bit too much hunch punch to fucking in a burning haunted house? Can you imagine, like, you know, the day after drinking huddle with your roommates, <laughs> like the best part of a night out, right? Like you gather in the living room to have your huddle and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, well, (laughs) we there I think that there was murder involved. I think it might be an accessory to several crimes. (laughs) (laughs) He got a chapter the next day, girly. Yeah, (laughs) second day you have chapter. Like I'm just trying to think like Are you going back to class after this? I don't know. I would personally have to drop out. I'd have to change schools. (laughs) Yeah, because they said how after ghosts, like, punched the guy's face at the party, they deliberately walked outside so everybody could see their faces. They all had masks. Homegirl did not have a mask. Anybody could have ID'd her. Anybody. Listen, and Yik Yak is back on college campuses. That's not good for Quinn. People are going to be yakking about Quinn. (laughs) Okay, so how many peppers did you give this? I gave this four peppers. I didn't give it any stars. There is no star rating. There was no star, there was no need for a single star. So I only gave it four peppers. That's the only rating that it got. Listen, I gave it three and a half peppers because we did not get a scene of all them banging. And that's it. If we got a scene of all the fucking like Dana Vipers, I would have given it a four. But We to a point where Ghost, So she's in bed with Jason and Michael Myers, and ghosts like here's the rope. I tie her up. It fades to black. So how are you gonna have three masked men involved, but not give us the scene of all four of them being? First of all, how are you gonna have a hundred and twenty four page smut novella (laughs) and you fade to black at the like that's like getting to the Super Bowl. And then we don't actually watch the game. You know what I'm fucking saying? Like, I mean, make it make sense to me. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's how it lost. It lost a half a pepper for me on that point. I have to say something. Because she does eventually see their faces, right? But Ghost, Mike, and Jason, that's how they're referred to in the book. That's how they're referred to as each other. So like... How, how would you remember to call one of your friends that you live with? And I'm assuming that you're like in the mafia or the gang with, how do you remember to call them by their mask name all night? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I would have like a sip of alcohol and be calling them their real names. (laughs) I'd be forgetting, but you do bring a good point. Like, who are these men? Because when they were on their bicycles running away from the cops, it's hinted that they've done this before. And like, I thing is, I could have read 400 more pages. I, I wanted a story because yeah. I was just so intrigued by the concept. Yeah. And like, there's, listen, no judgment for us. We're not judging Quinn. We just have a lot of questions because there's no. not a lot of background information in this story. But for it to fade to black <laughs> instead of giving us the full scene feels absolutely fucking insane to me and all the masked men are good girl kings Mm -hmm. i think good girl is probably mentioned a million times in this book which there's this part music to my ears (laughs) there is this point point so ghost jason and when are having sex and Go says, there's no escape, baby. And Jason goes, you fell into our trap and we're never letting you go. And Go says, so tight. You're doing such a good job taking us. Mm. Butterflies. Here's the thing. I have a lot of questions and I like have some concerns. <laughs> would I do this? 100%. <laughs> would 18 year old have me? I have sure tell would too. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't have let Emily leave with somebody after stabbing them. But what I've been like. That looks like fun. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'd be like, as long as vacations turned on, you guys know where to find me. I'll be a-okay. This is the thing. <laughs> I was honestly all throughout college while well, sat in um, Ash were roommates. I'd be getting ready to leave with a guy. and I'd text my mom. Be like, I'm going back to Ashley and Savannah's apartment. It's where I'm staying for the <laughs> night. <laughs> And it works every single time, <laughs> every single time. So. I like the sharing aspect of this. And I one of my favorite quotes is just because you're mine, little Quinn doesn't mean I won't share you. He says, but only if that's what you want. I liked the little Quinn nickname and I like the concept of sharing. I just, when we get to the, to the grand finale, I want to, I want to be there. I want to be a spectator and I want to know what happens. Yeah, and I really think so. There's a second book to this, which is Christmas-themed. Like, I want to know, do they, like, create this, like, relationship between all four? It seems kind of towards the end that it's her and Ghost are the primary two that are together. And then, because, so when they're about to have sex, she was like, I want it, like, dark. Like, he was like, I have all these dark fantasies. So I don't know if, like, it seems like sharing is, like, a dark fantasy of his. Mm -hmm. maybe her and start the item and then shared by the friends. I have a theory. Have you seen the holiday on Netflix? Who is in it? Oh, the girl that is in Scream Queens, Emma Roberts, Emma. Oh, I have seen it. Where they're like doing like the fake dating. Yeah. yeah. So they're face dating and they get together at every holiday so that they don't have to find dates to take home to their family. This is like the twisted holiday and it's them fucking every holiday. Is that where we're going with this? That's a good theory. Because if it's Christmas, I know that the Christmas one, it's them and it's her and her three masked men. Are we going to get one at Easter? I'm just <laughs> trying to play it. <laughs> Not Easter. They all dress. No, that gets to not fucking a guy who's dressed like an Easter bunny. Like with the Easter bunny mask. That, that's, that's a little bit creepy. <laughs> or like St. Patrick's Day. I'm just trying to think of other holidays. Uh-huh. That we could really get it on for this. Fourth of July. That could be a good option. <laughs> I still don't know what we read. I just know that it was just, I think the timeline has to be like five hours. Yeah, I, I would like a script. I want to get like on the wall. You know how crime scene detectives will have like the red yarn stitching people together. That's what I'm tempted to do for this. Like I want to have a wall situation where I'm FBI trying to piece everybody together. I remembered. bitch Quinn wakes up the next morning. Rolls out of bed, no hangover. She's got barely sore. Goes home to change and gets to read at the, at the public library. So, not only did she watch a murder happen, murders happen, sex like 10 times, <laughs> drink part, drink the frat juice, she goes to the pub library the next day. And she never had any water. Listen, if this was me, I'm rolling over. My hair is going to be matted. She gets a beer thrown on her, too. She didn't take a shower for quite some time. My hair is matted. What clothes is she wearing? Because he ripped her clothes all up. I'm assuming there's blood in her clothes. Did you walk home? Did you stop by the police station on the way? <laughs> Did you get a McChicken? Like, I have so many questions. I'm like, oh. girl, I would have been in a from that adventure yeah i i wouldn't have skipped my way home and then gone to the library i can fucking tell you that much i would have laid like a corpse on my couch probably like that's the thing when she got back to the sorority house like this is the thing being i was a house girl the other house girls are nosy as shit. And nothing goes like gets away from them it's so, like when she gets to the house does anybody even question her is anybody like oh where were you what are you wearing? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like girly girl just breeze through. You know someone questioned her because they all watched her leave with Stabby McStaverson after he <laughs> fucking made a scene at a frat party. You're, he was in the SAE basement stabbing people and she just left. Like, I just don't understand how this worked. Like, was this an unregistered party? Because where is security? Because <laughs> you know they have <laughs> you no know, security. Security is rolling up. <laughs> mm-hmm. these are good questions i just have so many questions i feel like there's this one line that really sums up this one paragraph it sums up the book for me okay you ready something about this is so erotic so twisted here I am in a stranger's bathroom getting railed by Ghostface and even better, he's fucking my brains out through the hole he ripped in my fishnets. Please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. Not yet, at least. And I ate that shit up. I ate all of it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. There, what empty bathroom did you find for are going for multiple rounds in the bathroom? No one. And he was like, scream for me, baby. I want the whole house to hear that you're mine. Like, I am scared by ghosts, but also very turned on by ghosts. Yeah, I have really conflict. My body and my mind are conflicted. You know who would be the fourth massman of the group? Killian from God of Malice. He would have been the leader of that group. He would have ate that shit up. That's kind of what I was thinking. This read like a psycho Raina Kent book. But the reason that you like the psycho book is because you get to know them and love them. I didn't get to know these people, so I can't trust them. I think that's part of it. Yeah, like I'm a little bit like, I think I have to read the Christmas book to see how Quinn is doing. Because yeah. it goes made obvious at the public library that she's not escaping him. And this is the thing. Apparently, he's been watching her for a while. Like, I wish we got, like, one more chapter of his POV. One more. Yeah, one that wasn't him killing people. I would much rather have seen him stalk her than kill her. You get into the mass kink. I think it's a no for me can I get into the masking I think especially not our first ever encounter like I don't want to fuck somebody who I don't know like who they are like I, I I'm not trusting that no matter how much hunch punch I'm drinking I need to see who you are before I have sex for the first time you got to inspect that jawline and make sure it's chiseled <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my gosh on a completely unrelated note, all my Rena Kent girls. She released the cover for King of Wrath for the third God of Legacy, but this man even has that pointed out a chiseled. What are what are these called? A chiseled Adam's apple. It was lickable. Yes, that's how I felt. Everything about this man. So if you're a fo- if you're a fellow jaw square lover, please look at that cover. It's on Rena Kent and stuff yeah that he's also all. like really sweaty and wet very lickable so I don't even know how we're gonna put these in a boyfriend pyramid I don't know and I next men are meeting the parents that is for sure absolutely not you think they would meet our parents wearing their masks <laughs> Would you rather than meet your parents wearing a mask or having a full fucking neck tat? I don't know which one. To <laughs> <work>. <laughs> my mom would be like, "No, my mom is your mom like, absolutely would not. absolutely not be down for that." My mom would be like, "Ain't no fucking way she's doing this right." Now. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'd do it once much for joining us i hope you guys enjoyed scream for us it was a roller coaster but it, it was hot spicy and that's what we love at spice rock pod and for, for next week we're gonna read her soul take by harley Leroy. it is dark twisty and spicy so the spice Rock will be over for you next week and we're looking forward to talking to you guys bye everybody you're new here leave us a five-star review okay <laughs> <laughs> see you next week